Welcome to Cannabis School. I'm your host, Jesse Angelus. And I'm Brandon Elder. And we're here to talk to you about everything pertaining to cannabis, from vape, flower, edibles, strains, and everything in between. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another 101. Uh, we trying to be able to find the best topics to be able to explain to you on the very basic level, just entry, getting into it. I know there are going to be some that listen to this episode and they're going to be like, uh-uh, it's supposed to be like this. And to most people, I say, I'm proud of you for being so educated, but it's okay <laughs> to go basic because that's where it starts, right? So... This is, we're discussing an episode that's actually been brought up in many of the other podcasts we've been on, and they asked, do you talk about these things, which sounds like it's something that needs to be introduced, and from our episodes, you've probably been hearing a lot of it. Would you say, Brennan? Uh, at least a little bit, yeah. We, we don't go major into depth on it, but we have touched on it slightly so, here and there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we want it to be something now where you've graduated to a certain point, you, you've been attending school. You've been taking notes. You've been smoking herb. You got an A. Yeah, you got an A. We need to be introduced another one. So, Brent, what's the topic we're going to be able to go over today a little bit more in depth? Today's episode is uh, actually going to be on terpenes. So, terpenes are terpenes. You know, I'm, I'm just going to give a a very broad stroke of it. And then, Brandon, I really want you to go into depth on on some of the attributes that maybe people don't really fully it, I would say appreciate until they start to learn what's in the cannabis that they're consuming. Terpenes are naturally occurring chemical compounds found in plants and some animals. They are responsible for aromas, flavors, and even colors associated with various types of vegetation. Sounds about right. Yeah, they're primary components of like essential oils. They're responsible for the aromas and flavors of cannabis, and it influences the effects by interacting with cannabinoids. So THC doesn't affect me, and it's actually this stuff? Both. The combination of it, and that's, we've mentioned the entourage effect before, Correct. the ensemble effect, and that is the same thing, but basically introducing more terpenes, more cannabinoids, you're going to have more of the entourage effect. So that's really all terpenes do is assist with that as well. So let's, uh, it, so from my, my understanding is that these together enhance, which is called the entourage effect, right? So it gives you that, because even just THC solid, just like, is there a way to just get, I only want THC, I don't want any of the terpenes. You can't have one without the other, can you? They have, I mean, the government's created isolate forms that they sell, uh, d THC and CBD that they use, but yet this medicine has no benefit. Terpenes are, if you had just one isolate, like whether it's CBD, THC, THC0, um, CBN, CBG, like any cannabinoid specifically, you might get certain benefits from that isolated compound but really you're missing out on so much by not having a combination or slew of many different terpenes cannabinoids running through your endocannabinoid system right and attaching to the cb1 cb2 receptors throughout the body and the brain and and thinking about that too so 
in, in the most basic terms, from what I understand, is that the terpenes mixed with the THC is having a well-balanced diet within your plant medicine that you're using, if that would be correct. Yeah, um, not just the THC, but also entering in more cannabinoids, but yeah, right. the terpenes with that. But unless you're using isolated compounds, whether you're dabbing, using distillates or flour, you're always going to have terpenes in there. Yeah, you can't get away from it, but understanding it, because, you know, there's some people going, I can't have pinene, but then there are certain strains that will have pinene in it, and they'll go to it, and and I've already kind of jumped the gun on that one, so uh, let's do this, Brent, take us through, uh, let's talk about the, the first terpene on your list. There's 11 most prevalent ones in cannabis. Today, we'll really just cover up to five. We'll see if we get there. Yeah. Um, so myrosine, as I'm sure we've mentioned in several episodes, the most prevalent terpene found in many strains. So this is one of the two most prominent terpenes in cannabis. It's also in lemongrass, thyme, and mango. So it carries like that signature earthy aroma found in a lot of cannabis plants. So a myrosine would be more of like a sweetie, uh, sweeter flavor type of cannabis. Some of the ones that we reviewed. Uh, some of the ones we have yet to release that are really tasty. Um, would myrosine be that type of terpene that would enhance that flavor profile? Yeah, it's a fantastic combination. Um, I have isolated terpenes, and we've actually oh, used yeah. myrosine on specific bowls um, just to craft the experience a little a little Pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really intense. Uh, okay, that's really cool. So what you said is that myrosine is found pretty common throughout most strains. Would you be, is that, is that a fair assumption? Uh, probably to some extent, but like it, it's just the most prevalent one or one of the two most prevalent found in strains, but it is not necessarily in every strain. Okay. But it is, it's a very common one. To... Does, does geographical area of where it's grown affect that? Uh, not that I really know of. I haven't read anything mm. that mentions necessarily like terpene specific to areas, but that could also depend on the strain. And that's just my high ass asking really <laughs> detailed questions. So. You know, okay. send me on a rabbit hole chase later and I'll do some Googling and research and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we find. So with myrosine being one of the prevalent terpenes that are uh, that you will find in cannabis, are there, uh, it, does this affect how I feel? Yeah, this one is actually commonly known to be like an anti-inflammatory, helps with like a pain medication and antioxidant, just according to like a published study in the International Journal of Immunopathology and Pharmacology. Pharmacology. Oh, cool. So it is a great terpene. It does assist with a lot of things. If you do have isolated cannabis terpenes, I would recommend, well, let's be real. If you have them, you probably already added them to it. Right. And... and but from what I understand and for conferences we've gone to together and kind of learning throughout the community, um, can you add terpenes to like a distillate or things like that? Do they enhance cannabis products like that? Or can it be add to the actual grow that is being produced? So most of the time, if you get like a distillate, it is usually made with terpenes that are put back into it. Because they extract, um, with distillates most of the time, they extract all of the flavonoids, the terpenes, and any other compound. And then they put back in terpenes, cannabinoids, to you know, create what they're looking for. Right. So you get a lot of a crafted experience with that. Um, so live rosin is going to be 
one of the better experiences. You don't really add a terpene to your grow. Okay, um, so it's naturally found within. Yeah, the the occur naturally, and so it's really just certain terpenes can be expressed more, depending on what nutrients you're feeding your plant. How, oh, like, okay. You know, what about like cross strains? Uh, they're trying to create some type of new strain. Can that affect the, the terpenes? Oh, for sure, because you're introducing terpenes and cannabinoids from another genetic. Mm, that's pretty cool. That's cool. I mean, I know we're just into the first one, but it, it's nice to know exactly how that works and what its purpose is for. But the cool thing is learning about that it's not just in cannabis. It's in so many different things around us um, that we actually consume on, on a day-to-day basis, possibly. But even with that... Uh, it, it's just nice to know that these things are, are naturally occurring in there. These aren't chemicals put in there. Uh, this is something that is within the plant and that it changes based upon the strain. So with that, what's the what's the second one on your list? The second one's actually beta carefully. beta carefully. That sounds like it's in my centrum silver. It might be. You never know, right? <laughs> so beta carefully. what is that responsible for? Yeah, it's uh, found in hops cloves, rosemary, and it actually carries like herbal aromas, just commonly found with like hops and stuff. So it's something that gives it more of the scent? Yeah, it's a a very, I mean, it does help with anti-inflammatory and pain relieving properties as well um, as supposedly wound healing abilities, at least in animal testing that they've seen. So like you chew it up and you spit it into the wound? I don't know. One of these like some gladiator movie things. Wolverine style stuff. Yeah. But you uh, imagine spit like Popeye opening the thing of spinach and chugging that. And then all of a sudden, you know, Wolverine, your skin starts healing. You're like, oh shit, it's cannabis. Oh, <laughs> I've been shot. That beta yeah. caffeine. Quickly give me the beta caffeine. Okay, I'm going to chew it up. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. spit it into there to get it deep into the wound. So <laughs> well, that's what the spit's for, you know. So beta carefully is, is responsible for more of the aromas. Yeah, it's it's aromas as well. Uh, and flavor, I mean, does that add to the flavor profile as well? I oh, would imagine. Yeah. yeah, you'll definitely taste it as well. Uh, the difference in each terpene, if you use like an isolated terpene, you can definitely smell each one. Wow. Drastically different. Actually, hang on. Beta carefully, smell that. It smells like cloves or like hints of cinnamon is what I get in there. Oh, yeah. If, if you've ever had like an essential oil, the like a Christmas oil, this smells like Christmas oil. That's just an isolated mm. beta carefully. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So that gives me a, a better idea. Um, what's, the, what's the first one that we did? Miracine, right? Yeah. Actually, let me open Miracine real fast. I should have done this from the beginning. Yeah, this is awesome. But I mean, even for those who are listening to this, just openness. So the myrcene just smells like myrcene to me because yes. I've used that on so many different bowls and and smelt it so many times. Oh wow, that it does got like a lemongrass smell. Um, if you were mistaken, you would think this is chemical, like yeah. just straight chemicals. But yeah, I mean it's strong. It's definitely almost like a garlic type of scent. I would say close to garlic, um, which is odd that that smell would be associated with by being able to those sweeter uh, notes that you'll have within, say, like a key lime pie, right? That would probably be associated with that. Pretty cool just to smell and try the different isolated terpenes. So then beta carefelene, and then what would be the next one that you would say? So alpha-pinene is actually one of the most commonly expressed terpenes in all of nature. So most famously, it's in pine trees, conifers, 
I don't even know what a conifer is. A conifer tree? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Uh, I think they look very similar to a pine tree, but I don't know, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's also responsible for like piney aroma of a lot of cannabis plants. So okay, so common common smell when you smell cannabis, you're probably smelling a lot of that one. It's in it's in quite a few strains. Um, and remember when we talked to someone from Moxie, they had even done so much testing on themselves to know that. The alpha pinene acidic base, not the alpha pinene activated, um, they were prone to anxiety right. with alpha pinene A. So to have that much knowledge into their own testing of how you know strains and each terpene interacts with them is fantastic. So yeah, and that definitely is able to help uh, understand the the strains that you're consuming. Uh, think of these, and and we may have to do a part two. I don't know, but even with it, just just pay attention to these and, and start seeing like, pay attention to the the terpene profiles. Even if it, we we're talking about a strain, some of our older episodes where we didn't go into the terpene profiles, go back to it, kind of research it a little bit. Going, you know, Brandon said it made me feel really relaxed, but I was actually jittery as shit, yeah. and I couldn't do anything. Just like, okay, cool. Well, being able to understand those. And, and again, I'm taking one step back. CBD is the great diffuser. So always make sure that you've got that. And I would highly, highly recommend a full spectrum, um, high dose tincture. Uh, that's going to be the best way to be able to counteract that within a short amount of time. My wife currently was, uh, she tried to try and it just made her, you know, was that Delta 8. Oh yeah, that mess. It made her jittery as shit, and so she's just like, ah. Uh, and she took the that high concentrate that we got from Cure Leaf, and uh, boom, twenty minutes she was she was solid. Anyways, I have a friend from Utah who he has really bad asthma, and oftentimes he's not able to like smoke or anything with flour. He's strictly edibles. Alpha pinene helps uh, wow. in cultured human cells. They've seen it display anti-inflammatory properties, and it may help prevent ulcers and and improve airflow to the lungs. That's pretty cool. Being that bronchial like dilator. A, yeah, alpha pinene doing that. And I mean, we, we talked about that. We've talked with so many other people. They're just like, I can't have it with alpha pinene. But is that absolutely true? I guess it might depend on each strain. It might depend on the percentage of it. It might just be the experience or setting endocannabinoid system yeah so it also could be down to acidic or non-acidic forms and looking at that so i don't know it would be it's always good to keep a strain journal to write down hey this strain made me feel this way especially if they're ones you really don't like or ones you really do and then you can look at it and go hey i'm seeing a pattern yeah I see a pattern that myrosine and limonene are my most prevalent strains, like terpenes in strains that mesh well with me. I'm noticing that actually alpha pinene is not going well, so I'm going to stick to ones that don't have it, or if it does, it's lower on the list of terpenes. So having that understanding of even your, you know, experience and breakdown of which ones don't react well and give you a much better understanding of how your endocannabinoid system is working. Mm, so lemonine, you, you mentioned that one. It's a great segue into the next terpene. Yeah, that's actually 
um, the most commonly found in citrus fruits, of course. So it's always prevalent for that citrus smells. So limes, lemons, oh, that's citrus. The one yeah, mm-hmm. so maybe, yeah, lemonine does definitely, there are the profiles. Um, one that comes to my mind is limoncello, which mm-hmm. I've only had in vape, um, but I could only imagine after a fresh grind. Ugh. Oh the my gosh. And the flavors of that would be so delicious. No ventilation needed, sir. Mm-mm. I'll just breathe that straight into my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing, right? So lemonine, um, you said it's it's more in the citrus type family. Yeah. So um, you find it in a lot of um natural products, such as like the fragrances, cleaning supplies, uh stuff like that. And how does that affect the body? Comprehensive review with existing studies in the Journal of Food Biochemistry in 2021 had that limonene was anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and anti-cancer properties. Oh, okay. So and protects cool. cardiovascular, liver, and gastrointestinal tissues in humans. So going back to limoncello, um, whenever I would get like some horrible stomach ache, that was the best thing ever. Uh, I don't. I don't imagine that um, this would be something you... Yeah, I don't know. That's one of the funniest things. Yeah, like, smell it. Oh, Here. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, it smells it's like... It's like an orange rind. Yeah, it's super potent smelling. But... You know, it's kind of... It's cool. It's like almost like a... It's going to be the, the stoner thing to say right now. It's like a blanket of colors going across my eyes, man. Like when you smell it, like you get that strong hint of... Oh, it's super citrusy. Yeah, but you get the, 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 the orange zest and then a lemon zest. Yeah. Almost after. Like it just being... Like those oils. Like if you're, at, if you're at home, not on the road, if you're on the road doing this, weird. But if you squirt, if you just take the peel... Of an orange and you just get that mist of that orange uh, oil coming off of that that's what you you're gonna smell from like this distillate mmm that's that's amazing it's quite a I don't add this one as much as as often as I think I should yeah definitely I think that would be a really amazing way to be able to change up the profile on on that taste plus I mean you know when we're talking about the anti-cancer I mean of course it's it's you know uh, you know, alleged that it can, um, but it's pretty cool being able to be finding people like Tommy Chong suffered from, uh, I think it was testicular cancer or something, but, um, he just, he used a lot of cannabis, uh, not just smoking, did a lot of CBD, a lot of different things that he was able to do that he said aided with his recovery, um, from being able to pull from it. Not 100% like, bro, I just smoked it. Same with Landon. Um, that kid who was oh, from yeah. Utah and he was diagnosed with two days left to live because um, he had, I'm totally going to butcher it, but I think it's like, um, it was some type of, it's, it's, it's cancer. cancer. She said that it was in his bloodstream, like it was in oh, his blood yeah. cells everywhere. And so um, he took, she had to move him out of the state and uh, he's 12 now. He's 10 years past and his two days left to live. And yeah, the the hospital is like just gonna make them comfortable. Yeah, and the mom who put everything aside and yes, moved that. yeah moved out of the state and put her kid first, and now her kid's still around, and she's actually 
creating that same RSO oil and helping more people because it doesn't help everyone. Yeah. My aunt passed from cancer and she was using RSO. But I do know that her experience and her quality of life was probably a hell of a lot better because of the RSO. Yeah. So some people have this miraculous stuff and they see amazing, you know, experiences and amazing things happen. And not everyone does. Yeah, it should. I mean, it definitely is. It might not be the cure-all for everything. You know, everybody's systems is different, but, you know, it's it's better than many alternatives. And why not? Yeah. Uh, with most, what do you have to lose? Most treatments that you're going to be able to even slightly get these days, it's going to be very archaic compared to other ones. I mean, it's just straight poison going into the system. And if cannabis in one way, and they're doing more studies on it. They're doing a lot more studies on it, saying what type of anti-cancer property. There was a new bill passed, you know, how the, the cool ones are always slid underneath the rug, but all the horrible ones are like, let's take your rights, right? But, uh, you know, a bill passed in the United States is being able to put more research into the anti-cancer properties that cannabis possesses. So that's pretty cool. And it's not like a drop in the bucket money. It's good money. Yeah. To go to the research. And there are studies out there. There are things that have shown, hey, certain people have saved themselves from their cancer. Yeah. Using cannabis. So it just depends on the maybe the endocannabinoid system, on the person, on the dosing, on well, and I can imagine because cancer is a form of inflammation. Yeah. So, you know, when you have more stress in your life, more stress than that one, you know, and, and it, it really it does it needs to be said on that side that cannabis chills you the far out. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, uh, yeah, I can make you anxious, but you got CBD there. He's your friend. He's going to be like, dude, I got this. Give it to me. And then reset, try it again. But man, I mean, it, it relaxes you. So anything that's going to be able to reduce your stress significantly, totally and completely can be associated with that. I think that's part of the anti-inflammatory properties is anti-chill to sh chill, chill out. Yeah. Everyone needs that chill the shit out. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> it's one of those like teenage swearing moments. I was going to say that sounds like a Utah swear. I know, right? It's just like, what the hell? That's something that went through my mind, right? I'm sorry. I will just say chill the fuck out, right? Because that's, it's what you need sometimes. It's what you need to say, take a step back. And so don't just think of the anti-inflammatory properties as far as, and, and this is more theoretical. It's not like science backed on this part. This is just kind of a mindset, but you know, as you're trying to take care of the body, you also have to take care of your head. And this is a great equalizer in being able to do that because you do notice when you consume cannabis that sometimes things do not seem as bad as they are because you're not letting the inflammation of life get into your head. Man, I just went like real life coachy there. But honestly, that's... Oh, it's true though. Yeah. I was talking to my brother this morning um, and he actually was just kind of listening to stuff in life. And he was like, man, now I understand why you use so much of that stuff that helps with stress and anxiety. <laughs> He's like, I can understand why you're constantly, you know, running that through. Why not? But it's funny because mine isn't even anxiety or stress based. Mine's all focused on the pain. Yeah. But I mean, again, though, but it helps so much with, uh, with the mental stuff, with my anxiety and stress and depression that comes with stuff well if you thought about it if you had to live with your pain every day how easy would it be for life to get in there 
and start messing with you. I would be such a grumpy asshole. Like, such a grumpy asshole. Probably. (laughs) And that's, that's the great thing. I mean, you can only grit your teeth and bear it so long. And again, it's inflammation of the life and inflammation of your body. So when you're taking care of both, I don't know, it's easier for you to live healthier. Honestly, um, you know, and but again, it's a mindset. So what's another terpene? Yeah, the last one that we have was um, terpinaline. Mm. And that one also is a fresh piney and kind of citrusy aroma combined. Oh, yeah. So the strong pine smells. But I don't have this one to smell. So we're just going to have to imagine it. Mm. Okay. So like a piney, I, I like that because there are certain strains where you'll open it up. And once you start getting used to the smells of cannabis, when you open up, you can actually start to really pinpoint these chirpings in there. And you go, oh, man, that's a real piney, lemony smell. Um, so terpinaline is it's actually found in cumin, cardamom, tea tree, oregano and apples. OK, so it's found in human um, Cumin. Cumin. I'm just playing. <laughs> well, I, I mean, hopefully it's found in humans. Right. Hopefully we've ingested some terpenoline. Is there ground up human in this? Because it yeah. kind of smells like ground up human. That doesn't sound appealing to me at all. I'll stick with like smoked salmon or something. What are the, is it more of the anti-inflammatory properties of this, of this, uh, terpene? Facts of terpenoline. It most likely contributes to cerebral stimulation and may create heightened energy and whizzing thoughts, spirals often associated with some cannabis varieties. Whizzing thoughts. Yeah, maybe that... Mm, uh, That's why it's making me go pee all the time. Right? That's a really weird... Whizzing thoughts. This is the part of it where it makes you want to drink more water. Yes, 100%. It's an additive in soaps and perfumes. So apparently not many high CBD strains have a ton of terpinaline. Mm. So it's more on the THC side. Okay. You will find those. So all the other terpenes we can find within CBD. I guess that makes sense because if you have CBD, you have a more level entourage effect of uh, yes. elevated experience. So if you are just on, you know, one that has no CBD or a lot less, you are probably prone to have whizzing thoughts or more hmm. uh, foggy brain or canvas thoughts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't even know that. It's something that when we are consuming our, our plant medicine, our, our chill out medicine, our, I just, I just want to be chill right now. So they are looking, research is looking into terpenoline's potential to reduce the risk of heart disease when used in concert with other nutrients and its possible role in the inhibiting the growth of cancer cells. Mm. Keep in mind, researchers are still teasing out the possible effects of terpenoline. Well, you know, the more concentrated they can make it, better off it can be for everybody. Well, I mean, it's kind of like even alpha-pinene or limonene and saying, hey, it's got these anti-cancer um, properties. I was also reading that no one's going to ingest the amount of oh my limonene it would take to do that. But so, thinking about the, the endocannabinoid system and being able to consume cannabis with it and all those things and attributes, I think it's just a better way to be able to get it into your body. Oh, yeah. And having such different wide variety of cannabis and mm-hmm. terpenes, cannabinoids in there, flavonoids, you're going to have such a better experience. 
So we sound like the nicest drug pushers. <laughs> you know, if only your pharmacist was this happy. Right. He's probably smoking cannabis if he is. And most of them are not. They just look like mindless drones just in the back. All they're doing is just looking at stuff, just signing it off. Yep, that's the medicine that goes into this bottle. I feel bad for him. I mean, they're making a shit ton of money, though, so I really can't say I hate them. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to push pills. So. Mm. We'll just push the plant medicine. And, and remember to keep in mind uh, to check out the terpene profiles when you're at your dispensary. Every time that you buy a cart, there's usually a QR code over there that'll give you your um, COA. COA. Show you all the quality and everything in it. So that's always good to look at. Um, and if you want to experience the best with your terpenes, like experience the best terpenes, dabbing, the Dr. Dapper Switch has been fantastic. Oh, Same with right. Popco Plus. If you can really control your temperature and know where you're at, you can experience such better flavors. Um, even with vaporizing, you can get a much better flavor. Yeah, and even with the vaporizer, if you really want to be able to get the most out of it, uh, do not pack that bowl tight. Just lightly pillow top it. When I mean pillow type, just a nice little crest on the top. Um, I do that all the time in my packs. It, it was a complete game changer. Yeah, uh, I mean, it made one, it last so much longer and the flavor is a ton better. Oh, yeah. All the way to the last where you can't get any smoke out of it anymore. Um, if you want to save them, cool. It's still activated. But, man, it is a different experience with it. And the flavor profiles that you get from it are quite unique. It doesn't always have to be in a joint. It doesn't always have to be in a pipe or a bonk. It can no. be so many different ways and, and to be able to enjoy this. Now, knowing that it's really cool to keep these in mind because also education over there, now you start actually consuming your cannabis and and really trying to think, am I tasting these elements? Do I Do I feel these things? And how is that associated to my THC consumption with the cannabinoids that are throughout everything? And so it, it's the the terpenes are enhancing the entire experience is what i've gathered from our conversation terpenes basically craft and make that experience so much better so um you obviously have them here where did you find these oh <laughs> research online we'll have some links down below where you can find some cannabis derived terpenes cool so yeah it's definitely something to keep in mind when you start becoming more advanced with it and you really want to start tailoring your your experience. Um, Mirror is a great, very inexpensive way and pretty safe way to be able to start consuming your cannabis and a little bit of a, more of a tailored experience. experience. Yeah. Cool. For sure. All right, man. Any, uh, any parting words that we need to keep in mind about terpenes? Slurp your terps. Almost gross. All right, everybody. Hey, <laughs> Thank you so much again. Go back to our Patreon. We appreciate you guys supporting this show. Uh, you can do anything. It's just as low as a dollar a month. It just helps us tremendously. We love you. Make sure that uh, you tip your waiter too. And uh, go to our Patreon page. We've got some, uh, some basic merch. We really want to be able to start getting some fan art. And we can start putting that on a bunch of stuff. So um, hit us up on our email. And Brandon, what's our email? Hostatcannabisschool.us Okay, hostatcannabisschool.us Again, it's been another great 101. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>